Hey, listener, if you've enjoyed Shakisha and the White Boy, consider visiting us at anchor.fm backslash SATWB and using the support button. Your support will help us to continue bringing you new episodes of Shakisha and the White Boy, as well as some other exciting things we have planned. Thanks so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Welcome, welcome, and enter, if you dare, a spooky Halloween edition of Shakisha and the White Boy is here. I am your host, Ryan Dinger, better known to you as the White Boy, because I always look like I've just seen a ghost. Joining me here, as always, is my co-host, the fiery and ethereal Shakisha Supernatural Williams. Wow. wow. What if I talked like this for the entire episode, Shakisha? Wouldn't that get old very fast? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, how are you? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm back. I decided, you, you, you know, I wasn't going to go all in on the voice and, and do yeah. it. For yeah, drink, day drinking. Is day drinking <laughs> already. That's what's up. That's what's completely, up. Completely sober, I assure <laughs> oh, you. You're welcome. Okay. As I said, <laughs> listener is a special Halloween edition of Shakisha and the White Boy. I'm really excited about it. Shakisha, how are you? Are you are you a Halloween fan? I don't feel like we've never really talked about Halloween, to be honest. Um, for me, I have like I've always wanted to have a Halloween party. I have. I've always like this year, I'm still, I'm still on the still on the cusp. I really want to do like an ode to Janet Jackson, Pleasure yeah. Principal. Um, still looking for the wig to make that happen. So you <laughs> might just see it on Halloween Day on my IG feed. Yes. Um well, so I wanted to say this is uh, we're doing this episode on October 30th, so a day before Halloween. But if you're listening to it, it's a day after. It's a you day know, after. Technically, we're a little late, but I feel like, you know, people love this holiday so much that they'll they'll be willing to want, you know, they'll want to extend it a little bit and, and take the opportunity to, to lean into the Halloween spirit for another day. I mean, or it's fun. I just don't like I don't dig scary movies like I'm like such I'm not the horror fan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, since I was a little kid, the first horror movie I saw was five years old. Unfortunately, my grandmother took me to the movies to see this bullshit. It was a movie. And what I can tell you about, I can't remember the title, but what I can tell you is in one scene, a snake came out of the water while the woman was bathing. Mm, that's scary. While, while she had the cloth over her face. Um, as an adult, it was completely out of out of date and completely transphobic. Like the killer was uh, a oh, woman, dear. but she was a like a like you know what I mean like it was just. I think I can see wrong. where it's going with the snake. Yeah. So right. <laughs> I think I get. <laughs> well, there. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's just bad. Um, and I'm five years old. Like I didn't take baths or sleep in dark yeah. areas for like three months after that. Oh, so you're a scaredy. I was a scaredy as a kid as well. I have grown into the Halloween spirit and, and liking the horror genre, genre. And I am going to ask you later about your favorite scary or and you know, it doesn't have to be horror. It can just be something, yeah. you know, something that was scary to you type movie. So we will talk about that later. Okay. Um, I, you know, it's it's interesting, though, to hear that you are a bit of a scaredy cat. That's funny. I'm not a scaredy cat. Uh, I don't fuck with the devil. I don't fuck with stay, demons. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. Well, 
can't do that. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was wondering how you would feel about Halloween because I know that there is, I, I obviously, I know you're a, a Christian woman, a God fearing woman. And I know that um, sometimes Halloween can pose sort of, uh, you know, an issue for people who, who are a Christian. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I could see that, you know, they, uh, but it's not, it's not even from that. Like for me, it's not from the Christian standpoint. It's yeah, just, yeah. I ain't fucking with no, you know, the exorcist <laughs> and the head turning and the crab walking. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, that's not what I'm with. I'm like, yeah. nah, that is pass, a freaking bro. movie. That is a freaking movie. <laughs> I will admit. Oh, so let me ask you this. You, you love to dress up. What is your favorite Halloween costume that you've ever done? Or do you have a, a favorite that comes to mind? So I was always taking kids trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorites is I did a flapper girl one year. Okay. But usually, like for me, it was mostly about the kids. So I would throw on like a dress, like a business suit. I was mm. very Jim Halpert in that way. Like I was yeah. always too old the three for punch. the holiday. White shirt with the three black dots. <laughs> no, I would throw like my full-on suit and like I'm a businesswoman. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. cheat. You know, so no, yeah. that's not a cheat. That counts. You're being what you want. Like, uh, I, you know, I don't think that I think if you're wearing a costume, if you're wearing something, not a costume, but if it's even a suit, like if you're wearing something that is atypical of what you would normally wear, then I, you know, I count it. I'm not very strict about what is and isn't a costume. I can tell you What's my, fa- my favorite, favorite that I ever did, I think, is when I was in high school. One year I dressed up as a nerd and I had like the Steve Urkel pants like up near my my nipples and suspenders, uh, you know, big, thick glasses, uh, not unlike the glasses I'm wearing now, which have suddenly become very stylish, but at the time we're not, I uh, would like tape around the middle and I had my hair slicked in a part over uh, in a, in a comb over rather. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. uh, what I liked about that costume was, you know, I, I went to school like that. Uh, I was probably like in 10th grade or whatever. And everyone kept saying how much they liked my costume. And of course, you know, me, this won't surprise you at all. Shakisha. My response was always, what costume? What are, what are you talking about? Like, so always, that one always stands out to me. I was thinking, racking my brain of like costumes that I wore when I was a kid. And I remember being Hulk Hogan one year. Oh man. Uh, like that okay. was pretty fun. Hulk that Hogan. Yeah. But, uh, the nerd costume, you know, it's tough to beat because, uh, I got to make a stupid joke with it. And you know, I'm all about the stupid jokes as the intro to all of our episodes can attest. I love yeah. the corny joke. So. <laughs> Not but above it. Not, not above, above it. it at all. No, I am yeah. leaning into jet dad joke humor 100% as I get older. Come on. Come so folks, as we mentioned, today's show is going to be an extra spooky Halloween themed affair. Later on, Shakisha and I are going to discuss our experiences with ghosts and the supernatural. I know I've got at least one great story to tell, and I'm excited to hear your experiences as well, Shakisha. Because we are both passionate film lovers, as I mentioned before, we're also going to share some of our favorite movies in the horror genre or thriller or, you know, psychological thriller, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm willing to be lenient in terms of what counts as a Halloween themed movie on the episode, but it's going to be a ton of fun. So be sure to stick around. But of course, before we do all that, it's time to start, as we always do, with a segment we like to call WTF. WTF, a special Halloween theme. WTF, should I go back into the voice again, Shakisha? And you just can retire keep it. Like, it's cool. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's fine. Like, you know, do what you feel. It's retired. I might bring it back if, out if for you. If you're retiring the voice, do what you feel. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> if you're yeah. doing this, do what you feel. I love that. <laughs> 
<laughs> you brought the story for WTF today, Shakisha. Uh, so let, let's let's go tee it up for me. Okay, I, I want to start by saying it's horrifying how much you pay for. Um, t- streaming services outside of cable like everyone thought cable was expensive and yes. then you get the streaming services and you're like holy fire in the butthole of life that is a so- scary in a whole different kind of way yes <laughs> so one of my streaming services is peacock because i am a huge office nerd mm-hmm. um and i like to keep up with the office and some other shows and one of the shows that is now streaming on peacock is unidentified um, with Demi Ooh. Lovato. Oh, okay. um, and they created the show because they um, believed that they were abducted by aliens. Mm. So Demi goes on a path with two of her friends, her sister and a good friend of hers. And mm-hmm. they, um, I guess, go after or do some some UFO, some alien chasing, a little bit of uh, ghost sightings. Mm. And in one of the episodes, they meet with a gentleman by the name of Kevin Day. Um, I'll read a little bit from entertainmentmag.com. It's a blog, and the blog is exploring the unbelievable Navy veteran Kevin Day to speak at UFO conference. That's the title of the the, uh, article. In November 2004, Navy Senior Chief Kevin Day, an operations specialist aboard the USS Princeton, became a key witness to one of the most notable UFO events. The initial encounter occurred November 10th, 2004 uh, to November 16th, 2004, when Day was part of the USS Nimitz strike group on the California coast. Day marked their altitude at about 28,000 feet and their speed at about 100 knots, approximately 116 miles per hour, which was really, really slow for that altitude. According to Day's instruments, the object fell in exactly 78 seconds, which means the object had to be moving at about 24,000 miles per hour. According to NASA, the current airspeed record for a manned flight is 7,000 miles per hour, Mm. a mere 32% of the speed of this identified craft. Now, I read a bit of that, but in the segment, Day goes on to say that it was shaped like a tic-tac. So it wasn't shaped like a vehicle that yeah, right. typically realized that or, are yeah. fl- flying vehicles, more like a submarine. Um, it, he also noted that the person flying the plane said that the Tic Tac shaped um, object stopped in front of the uh, in front of his plane, but kept backing up. So it would like as the Whoa. plane is pushing forward, yeah. this vehicle is also kind of anticipating. Yeah. How, like if someone is walking in front of you and anticipating it's your like move. the 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 tic-tac type object it was like almost moonwalking with the plane you know like if you imagine so if you imagine so you're walking and someone's in front of you moonwalking backwards yeah. yes and not only that they were the the one of the things that the that kevin day pointed out was at the speed that this thing was going, pausing, stopping, forward moving. Like at one point, it just kind of murked out. It's an old school phrase, my apology. <laughs> but it just disappeared and it went so fast that the one, the pilot couldn't keep up and two, that a human being couldn't survive that amount of uh, Yeah, like, um, yeah, why can't I think like of the, the word? Like the air pressure would like, like basically yeah. G-force would incinerate yeah. 
just a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would like spaghettify. Yeah. So that being said, what do you think? Oh, oh man. Wait, wait, wait. And let's just add one other thing. The US, the US government recently released a paper. They did. I saw this. That, that said that they're now kind of admitting not mm-hmm. that there are extraterrestrials, but there are they are admitting on paper that they were that there are sightings of UFOs, that people yes. aren't just these aren't just training exercises anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What are I, your thoughts, I did see that. Man? What so are your I, thoughts? <laughs> First off, I, I think it's funny that the U.S. government basically admitted that, like, they have had encounters with flying, ob- unidentified flying objects, UFOs, uh, not saying extraterrestrial, but saying objects that they are not sure what they were. And mm-hmm. it kind of was like a yawn in the news. Like, if that had happened 20 years ago, imagine the the like response from people but like with everything else that's been going on in the world and in the united states you know this was like i think 2019 when the government first started releasing this information you remember who was president then (laughs) voldemort exactly so i think it's funny that like they released this news and it was all just like yeah look we got plenty of stuff going on here on earth right now where we can't also handle this so like we're gonna go back to focusing on all this shit that's here. Nice story. No, thanks. So I think that's really funny. But uh, so I've always felt and I will say, I think when you consider the number of stars that you look up and see in the night sky, and that's not even every star that is that's in existence. But when you see a big, brilliant star filled sky, how many stars there are, um, all those stars have their own little planetary systems, too. Uh, so I think that it's naive to believe that there aren't aliens out there because just by sheer probability of the number of stars there are there are billions of stars that that we're aware of in the in the known universe and many of them have their own planetary systems like i said there has to be other planets that are inhabitable so i 100 believe that aliens exist like i will just go right out there and say it i like i said i think it's naive to think that they don't um just because of sheer probability right I'm very skeptical, though, that we have had alien encounters as intense as like, you know, like like that account from um, Kevin Day. Did you say his name was the, yeah. the Navy man? Yeah, that seems like I almost think there have to be alien like there has to be. But like, why would they fuck with us? Like, what? what like we're so we're such like a, to me, like, a um, you know, uh, uh, like primitive species that I feel like aliens wouldn't have a lot of interest. So like, I don't know how to explain people who think that they were abducted or people who have these encounters. Cause I do, I definitely do think that aliens exist, but. Well, I, well, let, okay. Let's just put it this way. There are people who will go, um, for instance, let's talk about um, the study of animals or people who study the rainforest, right. Or even people who study, you know, um, primates, some people will uh, take the approach of studying animals and primates from a very long, you know, distance view. And then there are others who will go in and actually live among them. So if you want to take, let's just say. So, so hold on, hold on. Let no, me, no, no, let, let me, let me, let me just clarify. So what you're saying is aliens are the Jane Good, like the aliens I are the Jane Goodall. I am taking you on a journey. I can't, I have to take you on this journey. I'm sorry, good. You have Zorp. You have Meeklop and you have Steve, right? 
Mm-hmm. So Zorp and Meeklop are on task. They're observing from the higher plane. They're taking notes. They're jotting down human history. And then you have Steve. Steve is a stoner. He takes the equivalent of the alien weed. You know, like he's the fuck up <laughs> of, the, of the three. So what Steve will do is he's like, I'm bored. Um, I'm just going to go out yeah. just to get, I'm just going to go to the alien 7-Eleven. And then he goes to the alien 7 but then he says, you know what? Let me go fuck with these jokers. And he'll get in the he'll get in the yeah, TikTok yeah, yeah. shape, the TikTok shape vehicle. Like, ha, ha, yeah, you see me? Ain't nobody gonna believe you. Bye. And then Zorp and me clock will say, Steve, we've had this discussion already. <laughs> we told you to adm- to see the subjects from afar, watch them from a distance, never interact. They keep bringing us up, and I know it's used. And Steve is like, man, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> Okay. I could get on board with that theory. I do like That's the idea Steve. of the, the fuck up Joan Goodell. Like, uh, you know, um, just like, you know, the other scientists are all buttoned up and not messing with us. But there is that one who kind of lets his hair down every now and then, you know, <laughs> looking for a little thrill on a Friday night, go out, do a little abduction. I mean, what's the harm? <laughs> so, I could get on board with that theory. I, I definitely could see that. And I will say, like, I do think that probably there has but like, so I think we, there has been contact before, I guess. Um, but I just, I don't, I, I feel like it's men in black. Like, I feel like if aliens were to see you and, and be able to do this stuff, they would have like the, the memory eraser thing too, to make sure that like you wouldn't remember that you, so like they can do their thing and do their studies and then wipe you clean so that you're not able to go back and report. So I don't know. You know, but I they just also like, understand that humans understanding is not quite fully there. So they can get away with it because no one is believing it. Like if you understand, if you're among humans long enough and you've lived here long enough, you get that humans don't really process information. And what about if, what if there was a time when aliens and humans did get along, right? And we Mm -hmm. thought they were spirits or whatever. And then by way of what, whatever humans just being dumb, you know, that aliens had to then go into hiding. Yes. You know, they already know us. It's like, whatever. And then there's always deceit. There's always deceit. <laughs> Poor me. Kind of. That's not far off. And I'm not saying that this is what you're suggesting yeah. you believe. But that's not far off from what Scientologists believe. That I, I'm pretty sure it's something along those lines that. that like aliens and humans coexisted and that the aliens had to leave the planet. Oh, and they damn. like. It was oh, it was our it was alien souls trapped or something that are what our humans are now. So I'm not I know that you're not a Scientologist oh, and I'm not saying that, but oh, you know, uh, oh, you a nerve there, maybe Jack. there. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm not I'm not suggesting that you are this the you know in the uh, Church of Scientology. I know that, yes. you're, but uh, yes. so, so I will write that else. at the bottom of every post from yes. now on. Not in the Church of Science. <laughs> anything bad about them because they come for you they come hard so you know you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna end this segment scientologists <laughs> what the fuck man Uh, you know what I will tell you about uh, aliens? Something I've, I've been thinking about, Shakisha. I What's do that? think that there are humans who I suspect are aliens. Um, you know, there, there are people who do seem like they're from another world, right? David Bowie comes to mind as someone for Ooh, me. Okay. Are there any, have you ever felt that way? Are there people who you think 
are from beyond. They're, they're not actually human. They're just here like entertainers or it doesn't have to be an entertainer. Famous people who you think uh, maybe there are, are, are aliens. people who are light bearers who are more like, um, what do you call it? Um, where's Aquaman from? Aquaman uh, is uh, from the sea, I thought, isn't he? No, I'm like not, I'm, the world that he was from. Um, oh, uh, Atlantis, right? They're Atlanteans. Like, I feel like they're people mm. who are of something else. Yes. Um, even if it's even if it's not as structured as Atlantia, but there are water people, there are sky people. I truly believe that. And I also believe people operate on a higher plane and have the ability to sink in and mm. above the human marker. Yes. Yeah. Um, which would allow for them to, or can even be probably if we knew how to trek back to another uh, species. Yeah, that's interesting. That. So yeah. uh, that, that almost feels like a, you know, a supernatural type thing. And that's a good segue because that's the main thing that we're talking about today. Uh, experiences with the supernatural or just sort of what we think about the supernatural. And that's actually where I want to start. Um you know, supernatural, what comes to mind for me is ghosts or spirits, uh, you know, incidences or experiences with uh, the undead or, or not the undead, with, with the dead, rather, with people who have passed on. Um, but I'm curious, like I said, we haven't really talked about this stuff that much in our in our time as friends together. How do you feel? Like, do you do you believe in ghosts? Do you, is that something that you jibe with or not really? I do believe in spirits. I do believe there yeah. are spirits. I also. All right. So because you and I have never talked about this because I wanted you to not. come to the house. I wanted you to come to the house, but now I'm telling you. Oh, no. So, well, okay. So... No, I mean, yeah, do it, but I'm, I'm sad I didn't get to come to the house <laughs> and experience. <laughs> Damn, COVID. No. <laughs> During COVID-19. No, um, I live in a home. I live in Jersey City. And I've always felt there was a presence in the house. Nothing foreboding. Mm. But like, I would say to my family, there's something in our house. I'm, I'm sitting on the bed and something will just fly off the dresser or wow. fly off the, like just slide just and fall to the floor. And it's yeah. not like it's something that was falling or something I had just put there. It's something that's been there for a while and it would just mm. fall off. And I would be like, okay, I don't, I, I, I gave him a name, but I won't say the name now because I don't want him bothering me today. Um, but I'd be like, all right, dude, like, can we take it down a notch? Like I, I know you're here or I'll smell cigarette smoke. Really? Um, That's interesting. Yeah. I will sm smell cigarette smoke. Um, and in doing my research, that is definitely smell sensations is definitely one of the ways that, um, I'm so glad my mother doesn't listen to this. Cause she's going to be like, I will never come to your house again. <laughs> about Jehovah's witness. She will not play that game. Um, but honestly, 1000%, I believe that my house may have a, a, a leftover spirit. Now, there was a time when I was like, if you want to go, you can go. Like, you don't yeah. have to stay here. There is another place for you to go. Um, but I know there's something in my house. And then my husband saw it. He, oh. We were in the room and something felt, he was like, oh my God, what was that? I said, no, don't trip. He's not, you know, it's not gonna, it's not harmful. He's yeah. just letting you know he's here. Wow. Well, actually how I know it's a man. The, I think the cigarette, the smell um, of cigarette, but it was like a manly kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he started knowing. He was like, "I smell cigarette smoke." I was like, "I know." Now let let's just note one thing about cigarette smoke. 
Dwayne went back to cigarettes recently. So he might be smelling cigarette smoke. Oh, more no. He <laughs> might be smelling it more often than I do nowadays. Like, I smell cigarette smoke. Like, my dude, you, that's you. That's you, bro. That's you. But no, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a, that, That's my. How experience. old is your house? Or the, the... Um, 1970, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So like 50 years older or yeah. so. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I've gone back and forth on the issue throughout my life, actually. Uh, and I have landed on, I do believe in extra or not extraterrestrial and the supernatural and ghosts and, and having encounters with, um, you know, being to have passed on and, and are still here in our realm. Um, I, I remember actually uh, it's so kind of sadly when my father passed away in 2013, I went through a period where I absolutely rejected that whole idea. Like I got, into a very dark place where I was basically just like straight atheist for a few years, to be honest. And I'm, and that's not who I've been for most of my life. I'm very much of the, I don't know I'm in the middle. Uh, I don't like to pretend that I have the answers. Um, right. right. But there was a period where, uh, you know, for a couple of years after my dad passed on where I was kind of bitter and, and totally shut myself off to that. And that, like I said, that was in 2013, probably until about 2015, 2016. But around that time I started to open myself back up to the idea that we could have interactions with, uh, you know, a world beyond ours, uh, with the supernatural. And, um, I actually, I've now started to approach those things. It sounds odd to say, but from like a scientific standpoint, like I actually look for, uh, like, you know, scientific re reading scientific texts and, and studies and stuff that sort of lend themselves to, um, you know, creating the possibility of, of how these things could exist in our physical world. Yeah. Um, and so what I've landed on is there's this theory called biocentrism. And what biocentrism basically is, is that all of the world that you experience that, that exists for you is created by you because uh, everything that you sense, everything that you experience is through your five senses or, or your four, yeah. if you're disabled or whatever, um, but through the senses that you have. Uh, and it's, it's shaped in your brain and interpreted that way. So in that way, everything is sort of real to you. Like anything that you experience is real. And so what I, what I started to think about was like, okay, well, if there are people who like swear that they've seen a ghost and I'll, and I'll bring my mom up here, I'll talk about her again in the episode. I'm sure she is a big, big believer in the supernatural and, and having experiences with ghosts. And one of her earliest experiences with ghosts, the a story that she likes to tell is when her grandfather passed away when she was like six, the night of his funeral, she saw his ghost at the foot of her bed. And for a long time, you know, I wasn't sure what to make of that. And then, you know, I went through a period where I was like, nah, that's BS. But I've come back around to, well, if my mom feels like she saw this thing, and if everything that we see and experience is created within our own, and I'm simplifying the idea of biocentrism just for time here, but if everything's created, then what makes that any less or more real than anything else that she's ever experienced? Like if it was real to her, then there is a realness there. And like, where would that come from? So like, you know, there's this idea that like, you know, matter can't be created or destroyed. Right. And I've, I do believe in like people having energies and, and having, you know, things beyond just the physical body. So like, where does that energy go when someone passes on? So that's how I've sort of arrived at the idea that like, I do think that it's possible to have experiences with ghosts um, and, and with like people who were loved ones or people who, you know, who you knew, because like energies can recognize each other in that way and stuff. Um, so I really have come around on it, but what's funny is when I was younger, like, like I said, my mom was always a big, 
I've seen ghosts and she's still to this day, like something weird happens around the house. She says, it's my dad and, and all those things. Like she still leans into it heavily, but I feel like she scarred me a little bit when I was a kid, I was saying before in the, in the intro, I was a scared kid. I was definitely a scaredy cat. And I remember when I was younger, whenever a loved one would pass on, I would pray at night that they would not come visit me because I was so afraid of seeing a ghost. I would be like, no, that's good. Like, I believe you're still out there, you know, that, that you still exist. I don't need the proof. Like, you don't need to show me. I believe. And so as a kid, I was always very like petrified of the idea of seeing a ghost. And yeah. now as an adult, I'm like bitter that I haven't seen a ghost yet. Like I, I want it to happen. I've never had a strong experience with a ghost, a, a strong personal experience. I have secondary experiences, but. And, and, and so just, just for our listeners, I'm not crazy. Um, but what I will say is that the experience that I've had here in my home, I didn't I always said, I'm like, I'm going to be like, run bitch type. Yeah. And in the situation here, I haven't been because the feeling isn't what I thought the feeling was going to be. Mm. This foreboding, scary, yeah. you know, like waking up and someone standing over me. Um, I will say this about return of, of dead loved ones. My grandmother also devout Jehovah's Witness. When I grew up um, in the Jehovah's Witness faith, they do not believe that people die and that their spirits go someplace else. They believe you die. And at some point you will be uh, yeah. resurrected of sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said to me once, and I'll never forget this. She said, listen, Shakisha, because she was sick for a long time. She said, listen, Shakisha, if there is a way for me to come back, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm not going to walk around scaring you. So if there's a way that I could come back, I'm not going to do it to you. Yeah. She said, and if somebody else come back, you know, that's not me. Cause I prom- I would keep my promise to you. And I thought like looking back over that, that's a very specific. That's <laughs> really funny. It's really sweet. Honestly. Specific, you know, thanks for looking out grandma. Yeah. 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 Thank you, grandma. Thank you. She's like, I'm not come up in your house like hey here I am if I yeah, can right, right 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 um but in that kind of I, I was a lot like you and I was very specific in how I believed about spirit now it's not that we didn't believe that there weren't spirits right sure. so when I was growing up it wasn't my, my my it wasn't like we didn't believe that there weren't you know spirits or demonic forces or good forces or angel we, it's not that it's that when it came to humans humans had a very specific thing it was yeah. very and as i've grown older in knowing what you know about god is you don't know everything about god yeah. our brains our brains would collapse at the weight of what right what the, the spirit yes or what we know is or what, what is I beyond know god. yeah yeah like how would we know how could our little tiny minds thank you so much grasp- for saying that absolutely everything that is on the other side because it's not meant for us to know yes. we need it to, it's like on a need to know basis it's like yes. when you're a kid and you're in a car and your mom she's taking you wherever and you're like she's like just just trust me on this i got you yeah and it's one of those things like you gotta just trust me on this so there are things that we don't understand and if you're fortunate enough to be introduced to them thing awesome like if you had that mind mm-hmm. and you've been able to cultivate it like your mom like been able to cultivate the thinking behind it and the yeah. study of it and the looking at it for what it is then I think that's a beautiful beautiful thing now so again 
you won't be crab walking in. I'm staying in the crib <laughs> with you. I'm out. All right. No, but I think you're I think you're right. I think you're so right because that's always what I didn't like about atheism and also what I don't like about like very hardcore Christianity, like evangelical yeah. Christianity. I don't like the idea that you think you have all the answers because how could you possibly have them? Like, and that's always for the most part in my life where I've landed it. It's I, I say I'm agnostic because I just don't know. I don't know if there's a something beyond this. I kind of lean toward that there is. Like I believe right. in in other you know, forces beyond just what meets the eye and the senses here on earth. But um, I never liked the idea. Like it bothers me when atheists are just like, no, I know. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like you, you literally understand, you don't, you, you can't possibly know. So, yeah. so stop saying that. You religion do. tries to sell the answer, the be the end all be all answer. And I think the yeah. best religions are the one that says, we're not sure. Yeah. Uh, Here's, we're trying our best and, and yeah, reading the tea leaves we, as, yeah. as we can. Yeah. Because no one's been able to come back and say, okay, so here's our experience. There has, oh, I will say this. There is a show called Survivors of Survivors of Death. Um, mm. And the one episode that struck me was there was an episode with a five-year-old boy. And when he was about three and four, he would tell his mom, mom, I want to go see my other mom. Um, and she didn't know what this was all about. She would give, he gave names. He would talk about his other mother. Long story short, there's a man who works with this specific kind of past life thing with children, because after the age of like eight, children begin to forget their past lives. Yeah. So when he comes to this boy's house, he's, he point so uh, allegedly this kid was a two-year-old a 17-month-old kid who had been murdered by his babysitter um black kid lived in brooklyn um the kid the five-year-old white kid pointed to the house to the mom to the to the park they used to go to um and with so such self-assuredness that five-year-olds don't have that it mm. couldn't have been put together in that way then there was an older man. He's in, he was like in his late twenties, early thirties at this point, when he was a kid, he had specific memories of being a Hollywood agent an actor, like a, like a, uh, what do you call it? An extra in all these old movies. He knew about his wife. He knew about his daughter. He knew about his home. He knew about the pool. He had, um, information on his partners, mm. like, when I tell you it was mind blowing to watch this and the amount of information that this kid had, like yeah. documented, went to the daughters and everything, the daughter, the sister and act. And it was verified that at one point the sister was like, I didn't even know he had X, Y, Z. And then I did my research and I found out, yeah, he did have a green car. <laughs> like it was amazing. So that alone gives me um, insight that there's a lot that we don't understand about spirit and a lot yeah, that we yeah, don't yeah. understand about the beyond, the great beyond and right. how it works. So let me ask you this. Uh, when I say like, tell me a ghost story or a personal experience beyond just what you, you shared at your house, of course, but is there an experience or a story that comes to mind for you, a, a, a specific experience that you or someone you knew or no, has had. It's very tales from the hood, but I'll give it to you. Okay. So my grandmother, when she was a young woman, she had started seeing this older guy. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, I, I don't know what it was about because I was, my grandmother was highly inappropriate, told me way too many things at way too early an age. <laughs> but 
what what my tiny brain could gather was she was dating a man who was also dating another woman who had a long-term relationship with another woman who um happened to have been a uh West Indian a woman of a West Indian background. Not okay. sure what country, because my grandmother lumped all of the Caribbean countries together. So she, okay. West Indian, just um and at one point, she told my grandmother, whatever you do, don't come back to this house ever again. Hmm. So my grandmother's like, what are you talking about? She, my grandmother said when she walked up to the door, there was white powder poured in a very specific formation in front of this man's house. Oh, and my, no. grandmother said, my grandmother said, I would not, I'm not walking into that. Like she was like, just something in her was like, yeah, we won't pass that and walked away. She said less than two weeks later, this man who was in great health, great shape, great condition, was in a wheelchair, unable to speak, had, had suffered a stroke, like all kinds of calamity had suffered his health. My grandmother contributed it to his being a cheetah and messing with the right one. <laughs> that theme's come up a few times on our past few episodes. <laughs> Messing with the right one. Messing yeah. with the right one and caught a little, caught his own oh, type snap. of smoke. So his Dang. own type of smoke. So that was very interesting. Wow, that's crazy. So I have a good one. Uh, I was not here for this, um, but I heard this story secondhand and multiple people have verified that this is how it went down for me. So uh, my, grand, my, my mom's father, my grandfather passed away in 2005. And when he passed away, um, my mom and my dad uh, <clears throat> took his car, inherited his car. And uh, I think they gave it to my older sister to use for a little while. But anyway, they, so they had his car. And one of the things that was funny is the car's interior light would just go on um, periodically. And it just seemed like we all just wrote it off as like an electronics issue. But my mom was always like, oh, that's grandpa. You know, he's, he's come to say hello. The car lights on. Right. So that was something that happened for a while, you know, after he died. Um, interior car light comes on strangely. Uh, and, and like, I feel like they, maybe they took it to get repaired one time and they couldn't figure out what the electronics issue was. So it was just like every now and then you'd look out the window and you'd see the light was on and you'd have to go out, go down and turn it off so that the car battery didn't die. Well, so that was my mom's father. Well, um, when my dad's father was sick a few years later and, and preparing to pass on, um, something strange had happened. So he had wore a, his high school class ring for his, anytime I think about him, I can see him wearing this class ring that he had. Well, he lost it in the weeks leading up to his death. Um, and, you know, he's battling cancer. It was one of those things where we all knew that, you know, he was, he was going to pass on. Um, so he had this class and he was like very distraught, even when he died that, um, you know, or, or lead, you know, up to like tour to his death that he, he, he couldn't find it and he never found it. He passed mm -hmm. on and, and we didn't know where the ring was. Um, so, you know, we were all there, there at the house when he died, I left. And so night comes and, and my parents are still there with my dad's sisters and, you know, starting to make the arrangements and my dad's mom and stuff doing the, the stuff that you always do after you lose someone immediately, you know, you got to do the arrangements and all that. So they're, they're there at their house doing that. And, uh, they look out in the driveway and the car interior light is on in his car. So this is the, my other grandfather, right? So my my one gra grandfather passes away. We get his car. Interior light keeps turning on. We just think it's electronics issue. My other grandfather passes away. They're there that night. They look out. His interior light's on. They go out into the car. 
I'm starting to get chills now. This is the part that's crazy. They go out into the car to turn off the light. I think my dad was the one who did it. And they opened up the door and sitting in the center console, right on top in plain sight, is his class ring. The class ring that he had lost. It's that he couldn't find out before. He was like, I've been looking for this ring. The class ring. ring that had been there, you know, that he, we, we should have seen, you know, they were, that car was still in use and stuff. Like we would, people would use that car to drive into appointments when he was sick and stuff. So if the class ring were there when we were looking for it, yeah. we oh, should have been able to find it. Baby. But it wasn't. Oh, what? The class Wait, ring what? seemingly the class ring seemingly just appeared in the car, and the interior light randomly goes on. Oh, that's even creepier! My goodness, yeah. isn't that wild? <laughs> isn't that wild? Oh. I was not there for this personally, but multiple people, my aunts, my dad, who was much yeah. like I am, much more skeptical of these things. Everyone was like, "Yeah, we, you know, this is that's what happened." No oh. one can explain how it got there. The interior light for that car. Right. Never turned on again. Never had that issue again. One time only. Interior light weirdly goes on. Class ring is there. Is that not absolutely bananas? Absolutely bananas. Like, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? Wow. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> you're speechless. <laughs> you got nothing. With I mean, I mean I, there is no. See, those are the types it's of beyond explanation. Yeah, you can't even wrap your mind around how the what the yeah even the sheer the even the sheer like as a spirit how are you navigate and turn this shit on like what right what absolutely wild but it meant yeah. something to him and he wanted everyone to know it's okay I found myself I found yeah. some peace yeah I think that's definitely what it was for yeah, sure I found yeah. peace like I was upset about that ring and that's the last thing that kind of keeps me here and. At this point, here you go. I'm okay. Yeah. I was I was I was shook. I thought we wasn't gonna find a ring, and now we find a ring, and now I'm I'm yeah. I'm done with this. We got it. And I believe um one wow. of my aunts still has the class ring somewhere. So wow. we did find it. So that's I my think ghost. That's why story. I love art that like Mexican art that depicts, you know, uh the day of the dead. El Dia de los the, Muertos. Because See. of the fact that it 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 represents um, a time when people, you know, if your other side is connected and wants to connect with you, they can. Like it's yeah. an open, like it's an opening. Yeah, an open away. portal. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a way for all of us to be on the same page. Totally. And yeah. give that one day a chance for us to kind of communicate. Even if you don't come back, we have a reason to celebrate your life, celebrate, you know, where you are now and you know, the thought of, and that's a good question. Like, what are your thoughts on? like that other side for you like I know people are told like attested to very physical you know where yeah. we are in the world and angels and walking through gates and all that but how do you see that if you see it at all yeah I don't I don't know that I have a clear vision of it I certainly believe that like I don't think that death is it you know I I yeah. um I just don't like I think that there's there's too much it's too simple to be honest, like, I think the world is more complex that, than that. And, and there are things that are well beyond our understanding. But to say, like, you know, I think it will be, I think it'll be different. Like, I, I do believe energies pass on. I'm not sure if there's like a cognizance of who you were before or anything right. like that. But, um, right. you know, I do think like you, you pass into a more ethereal realm 
if it were mm -hmm. or as it were uh and like it doesn't seem you know before you were saying the weight of the realization of some of these things would would like explode the human mind that's kind of where i'm at like i, th I think yeah. it's something that's almost beyond human explanation human understanding yeah. um yeah i know that that's kind of like not the as great no, solid it, answer it, but that's kind of where i'm at it makes perfect sense i don't and i don't even think heaven's up necessarily yeah you know like i feel like we for our for our intensive purposes <laughs> no. for our intensive purposes I've, fuck now i can't say it for our for, for what we're doing um i i feel like here on earth we have to say heaven is up hell is down yeah. you know north south east west sure. because we're locked into what we do here right yeah. but i feel like when we become spirits it's more light and shadows and and things yes. like that like it's not tangible this yeah. like this experience is this right we get a chance to bring it all together in flesh and when you said the thing about our minds are what create a, the world around us i've had to i've had to recently really kind of sit on that um in ways that are creating the the kind of purpose I want to live on this planet mm -hmm. yeah. um, and, and how I want to be seen so that when I'm on the other side, there's no pull that keeps me here. Mm. Yeah. How, how, how unfortunate is it for a soul to still be caught here mm -hmm. once you're done? Yeah. It's very sad. You know, sad. like, cause there's so much anguish and so many things that the human experience has to feel and go through. Yeah. You know, like I feel like people who do it again weren't weren't done. Right, like those right, kids right. who had those memories for whatever reason, they were like, "No, I'm not finished," and got caught in the experience again. When there's so much more, you know, yes. what if after this you can become an alien creature? What if this next time you could be on another planet? But mm -hmm. opposed to, as opposed to that, you decide, "No, I'll do human again." I don't know. I don't know. I think I might be a little sad, and I don't want to feel like there's anything left for me to do. I want to mm. feel like. I'm done. I could go be light. I could go be specs. You know, I could do the, I could do the, the twirl thing <laughs> out in the open, you know, and, and hallelujah, whatever I'm supposed to be doing when I'm out there. That's all for this spooky edition of Shakisha and the White Boy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Shakisha. I had to do it one more time. It's out of my system now. Thank you so much, dear listener, for spending some time with us. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget you can support us by using the support button at anchor.fm backslash SATWB. Shakisha, are you sufficiently freaked out after our spooky SATWB episode? I'm going to say no. I feel good. Well, good, because I have one more question for you. <laughs> Your favorite horror or horror adjacent movie ever? Uh, Get Out. Get Out. That's a good one. That was on my list as well. I love that one. Yeah. Jordan Peele has been like reviving the yeah. horror genre, if you ask me. He's doing a lot and of And if really you want to talk about shit that scared the shit out of me, Blair Witch scared the fuck oh, out of yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Blair Witch. Definitely first time. I remember when Blair Witch came out there, uh, you know, I was in like um, seventh or eighth grade, still pretty young. And there were people that I went to school with who did not 
were like convinced that it wasn't a movie, that it was a documentary. I remember that, <laughs> that was the like conversation, like, oh my God, yeah. this actually happened to those people. No, no, that, that was a film. This isn't real. <laughs> That's what I always remember. It was good. So like, it was interesting. Yeah, but the yeah. goth kids were were like absolutely convinced that it was like a, a real documentary. No, no, it's not. No, boo. It's okay though. Sorry. So <laughs> my favorite horror movie of all time is still to this day Halloween. I must say, uh, the original yeah. slasher. I love Michael Myers. That first Halloween is still scary to me. Um, there have been some others. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of the genre, but Halloween still takes the cake for me. So Halloween. <laughs> a quick reminder to you, listener, to follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, and now you can see us on YouTube too. And please, please, please don't forget to like and subscribe if you can do so where you're listening. If you don't, I promise you, unlike Shakisha's grandmother, we will haunt you. So... <laughs> You know, go follow us. Otherwise, you're going to be seeing from us after we pass on or hearing from us after we pass on. God. Thank you so much to everyone who has already rated us. We really appreciate it. I think that's all we got, Shakisha. Anything else you'd like to share before we go? Be kind to yourselves and others. <laughs> no? Okay. No, I love it. Until next time. Bye. See, now you're doing the voice too. Ha, 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 ha.